Hello, 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 hello. Uh, my name is um, JD. This is Redskin Rant. Um, this is not a normal video. I'm kind of doing like a kind of a... I don't have a video to do this week because we're on a buy. So I'm, I'm just answering some stuff that's in the comments from last week. Okay. Uh, one guy wrote me a book. And I'll give him a shout out real quick. It's Redskins Review. He does a review um, page. He has a review YouTube channel where he reviews the Redskins games just like I do. He has a completely different take on things. Um, you'll hear that in my responses, okay? Um, not going to get too much into that, but go ahead and check him out. I'm just going to give him a shout-out real quick, and then I'm going to go ahead and just answer his questions. I may answer some more down the down the way, but I'm going to answer his first because it's the first. He, he wrote me a book, so I got I can't, I, I kept trying to type it, and I just got fed up, and I was like, I'm just going to record a video and post it, and if he sees it, good. If not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Um, first thing he says is he thinks me and him both agree that Mac Brown should start. I think Mac Brown should start because... I've watched him enough to know that he actually follows Blocker better than Pirine, and he follows Blockers better than um, um, Rob Kelly. He doesn't follow Blockers quite as well as Thompson, but Thompson's too small to run him enough, a lot. You can't run him a lot because he'll get injured. He's too small. He's way too small. He's like 170 pounds, 180 pounds. Um, but I do think Mac Brown should get the start next week against the 49ers. Um, he said, me and him agree about the offensive line. Our offensive line is not that good. Um, people are thinking it's good because Kirk didn't get sacked this week and he got sacked once last week. It's it's fool's gold. And here's why. Because our offensive line, and I've went over this before, and if you've seen my videos, you're going to know where I'm going with this. The reason why our offensive line looks better is because two things. First off, Bill Callahan is an offensive line coach. He's the best in the league, and he's kind of coaching them up. Um, we have three solid starters on the offensive line. Williams, um, Long, and um, Sheriff. Those are our three best. Laval and Mosley, or Moses, I'm sorry, Moses, are, they're not horrible. They're not the, we could do a lot worse. We can go back and get, um, what's his name? Plumbus or whatever his damn name was. We can go back and get that guy and we can be ten times worse, okay? But they're just not on the same level as the other three, okay? And where we get sacked, when we get sacked, it's usually from one of those three places, or one of those two places, Okay? So, um, he's coaching them up, um, and then the biggest thing is scheme. We're getting the ball out quicker, and this guy thinks, um, Redskin Review thinks, it's Kirk Cousins getting the ball out quicker. No, he's getting the ball out quicker because of scheme. If you go back and look at game one, we threw a lot more deep balls um, in, deep, in week one, and because of that, that set Kirk up to get sacked a lot more. Okay? Um, it's a it's a it's a change in scheme and strategy that is helping the offensive line right now. It is the analytics don't lie to this. Okay, we have more passes now targeting shorter routes than we did the first game. We, get, we keep getting a little bit more every week. Okay, this week we just had a lot of drops and a lot of miscues and stuff like that that didn't help us. But it's not a big deal. I'll get to other stuff later. Okay, so I believe it's scheme. And the numbers support that, but he can. I mean, you can believe Kirk is making the offensive line better by thinking but rid of the ball quicker. But if it's a timing route, I mean, yeah, Kirk does have to throw it, but Jay Gruden's making the call. Okay, he's the offensive coordinator. He's making the call. Um, the next one is he's giving me crap. I, basically, what it is is I thought we should have ran the ball on third down and two when we were in the red zone. I'm not taking anything away from Kirk. He threw a dime. And the, the ball should have been caught. And I'll get into that a little bit later about how the ball should have been caught. And Jay Gruden called a heck of a play. It was a good play. Um, he had three options on the play. All three options were viable options. You had the 
You had Dotson. You had um, Reed over the middle, or you had Reed was open, and you also had, I think, one of the running backs out of the backfield was open. Okay, but it wasn't a catch, and you can argue. Anyone can argue all they want. It is not a catch, and I'll explain why it's not a catch next paragraph whenever we actually talk about that. But my opinion is we should have ran the ball, and here's why we ran the ball. Our defense was on the field for darn near 40 minutes. Should have given our defense a breather. Okay, should have given our defense a breather. And tried it. And I'll, I'll explain it this way. I used to coach high school basketball. In basketball in Maryland, you and I live in Maryland. If you don't know, I live in Maryland. If you don't, um, there's no shot clock in boys basketball. Okay. So if your game's tied, now I understand the game wasn't tied, but we are looking to tie or go for the touchdown. Okay. So, but if the game is tied in basketball in boys basketball, let's say there's a minute left, you want to hold on to that ball and take the very last shot. Okay, that's the strategy behind that because you're playing to either a, if you miss a shot, you're tied, you're going overtime, okay, or b, if you miss, if you make the shot, you win. You're playing to either tie or win, okay, and that's all in your hands. If you shoot the ball with 30 seconds left, and you miss, now it's on the other team. It's on. It's in the other team's court. They can either tie or win. That's the downside to playing defense. The, the really the 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 outcome of the game is out of your hands. A great offensive play will always be great defense. Okay. In this game, with about 40-some seconds left, we threw that pass, and it was dropped, so it was incomplete. That stops the clock, kick a field goal, and we tie the game. And my thought process is we're looking to tie, which is the field goal, or win. We need a tie or a win. Now, we went for the win, but we didn't do that with no time left. Okay. If there's no time left, yeah, that, throw that pass because you don't have another option. But we had time left. You run the ball there, here's what happens. You get the first down. Let's say you get the first down. Well, then you, you don't rush anything. You run up and you run another play. You can run another run. You can throw a pass. That way, if it's incomplete, you can you know, you know can stop the clock. Or maybe uh, the Chiefs panic and they call timeout. Now they have zero timeouts and you can literally either run out the clock and take the field goal and go to overtime or you can run out the clock and get that last second touchdown and give them as minimal time as possible. And considering our defense was exhausted, was exhausted, just flat out burnt and had injuries all over the place, that we that, that we did not have an option in that. That's the best option because you're not asking the defense to win the game for you or to prevent the other team from scoring so you can get overtime. What you're doing is you're putting the game in the offense's hands who at that point had most of its starters, was not as tired, so on and so forth. That is my philosophy behind that. I'm not saying he didn't call a great play. The play was great. I'm not saying it wasn't executed to the letter. Kirk executed it. It has to be caught. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I think should have been done was Kirk should have been put on a rollout, and he can run for two yards and dive forward and slide or whatever. Um, he can throw the touchdown. He can throw it away if he wants to. I mean, that's also a possible. I wouldn't do it. I, wouldn't, I would say don't throw the ball away. Either you throw a touchdown or you um, throw a touchdown or you run it. Uh, I'd say there's no other option. If you're not 100% sure, run for it or whatever. Okay? That's my personal opinion. Okay? And I give them 5% of the of the blame. Those two combined get 5% of the overall blame for the game. That's not a high percentage. Kirk missed a deep ball um, early. Um, he missed a deep ball to somebody. There's some miscues on some passes. I'm not blaming him for anything. I'm not blaming him for anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming him. He is not the reason we lost that game. But there was some miscues that 
could have resulted in other things. People want to talk about penalties on defense. Miscues on offense can also lead to things on defense. Because what if you score? What if you sustain drives? Defense isn't as tired. They may not commit as many penalties. We can snowball this all day. Okay, You can woulda, coulda, shoulda all day. But it is what it is. But you miss some passes. That's the thing, too. And so Kirk gets 2.5%. Jay Gruden, I think you should have ran the ball there. Because it would have ate up the clock. Um, and you go either go for the tie to go to overtime or you go for the touchdown to win the game. You went for it way too early. You gave them way too much time on the clock, and Alex Smith played great. But you don't know if you'd take away his timeout and give him less time, it, how that how how he would it would have affected him. Maybe he played more secure, knowing he had a timeout. You don't know that. You don't know the psyche of people. And now I'll go ahead and talk about it real quick before I get into it. Um, I'm just skipping ahead here because he, he actually talks about the catch later. That catch should have been caught. Okay, you cradle the ball. You cradle it and you come down. I don't care how you land. You put your arm down and that is why you drop the ball. Because you're a wimp. You're afraid to get hurt. So you put your arm down to brace your fall, which is stupid. If you put your arm down, falling from up here, you're out of control. It's a good way to break your arm. Okay? That's when they tell. That's the one thing they tell you when you're running the football in high, in high school. That's what they taught me. If you're ever running the football and you got the ball and you get tackled, do not put your arm down. It's a good way to break it. It's the easiest way to break your arm as a running back or receiver is to put your arm down when you're coming down. But you didn't. You put one arm down and you in the ground caused a fumble, which everyone's gonna everyone of the mothers gonna complain, like, oh, the ground can't cause a fumble. Yes, it can. It, he hasn't been established as a runner. Okay. I don't care if you had two feet down. You have to have two feet down. If you're two feet down falling out of bounds, you have to establish yourself and you have to maintain control of the ball. He didn't maintain control of the ball, and he also hadn't established himself as a runner. The difference between a running back who has who the ground can't cause a fumble for, and a receiver, the running back, the second the ball is handed to him, it's still a possession. It hasn't been thrown. Okay. Um, the second he touches the ball, he's it's possessed. Okay. He possesses the ball the second he touches it. Okay. It's completely different. Josh Dobson. I'm gonna say this, and I hope it's not true. I'm just gonna say it, and this is why you have to make this catch. First off, your first round pick. You have to. You have to. You're a big time player. You gotta make big time plays. Okay, in my opinion, you should be in the doghouse, and we should be running. Crowder and Jamison should be out there all day. Crowder's proven to us that he is a good commodity. He hasn't been playing great this far this year, so far this year. I think he's been used wrong. Go back the way he was being used. And Grant has proven that he can catch big plays in the end zone. He's proven that he's got two touchdowns the last two weeks, and he's been a decent player. Okay, I, I if you look at my video before preseason. That's what I said. I said he's gonna he's a he's a good asset, and I, I I'm that's why I thought we let go of uh, Jackson. I'll get into that a little bit later too. Here's why you got to catch that ball. First off, we don't know the psyche of this team. We don't know the, how mentally tough the Redskins are right now. I would like to say they are very mentally tough, but there's nothing to prove to me. I think just personnel alone is. It, I think the personnel alone is enough to do that. We should be able to be able to handle this kind of adversity. But you don't know that. Last year we were six and two at week eight, six and two. Okay, we ended the season um, eight seven and one. Okay, so apparently a little bit of adversity. We lost. Uh, we tied that game against the Bengals, and we could not rebound from that. We played some bad teams after that, and it's the only reason we won some games. We played the Eagles, I believe, and the Bears is the other team we played. Okay, so. The reason why we didn't succeed is because of ourself, okay, um, our psyche. Now, this catch could cause a ripple effect that causes players to 
lose confidence. Maybe pack it in. Like, oh, we're not going to win it now. Two and two. A large loss like that can be detrimental. Okay? Just like the losing a Super Bowl the way the Falcons or the Seahawks did a couple years ago can be detrimental to your psyche. So can losing a game like that that you had them and you had them and you had them and all your screw-ups could have been eliminated by one play and you screwed it up and you didn't finish the play. Every mistake that we are talking about could have been eradicated with that catch. It doesn't matter if Kirk missed a play. It doesn't matter if Jay Gruden might have made a bad play call or whatever. It doesn't matter if the defense has five injuries and they had a lot of penalties. Those are irrelevant if he catches that pass. So now we're going into next going into next week talking about how good the Redskins are and we're pumping our chest out. Yeah, we're pretty good. We're going to work now. We're going to work. Instead, they got to answer questions about all their failures, all the penalties, stuff like that. So you don't know the residual effect of that catch. I don't think so. I think we're I think we're mentally tough for this year as a team. Well, we don't know that yet. Redskins don't have a history of being mentally tough. We don't. We're front runners. We've we've had that for a long long time or for the last few years. Um. Okay, back to this. And you said the two losses that things we have in common with our losses, um, two loss seven commons that Kirk led us in rushing. Well, okay, you're not being complete here. Um, there's more than just that. That is a reason why that is in common. What's also in common is Kirk's completion percentage is below sixty percent, fifty-seven point five for one game and fifty-three, fifty-eight point three in another game. So that's one thing that is a correlation. Second, um, the Redskins actually have a very good stat that they should look into. Um, looking for the for future benefits of, of the team overall, I should say. Um, Redskins in the last 21 games that they have had 25 rushes or more, planned rushes, I'll get to that in a minute why I'm saying it like that, like actual designed rushes. Um, the Redskins are 20, or in 21 games, they're 18-2-1. Okay? So when we run the ball 25 times, planned, planned running, um, 25 times, we have a pretty high success rate of winning. Okay, 18 out of 21. I'll check that percentage real quick. I mean, I'll take the winning. I'm pretty confident the winning percentage is either 80s or 90s. 18 to 1. It's 87. 87%. I'll take a winning percentage of 86%. I will. Okay, so that's something that we need that needs to be taken into effect. That we need to start running the ball more. And and the reason why I'm saying that we need it's design runs is because we had 26 rushes in this game. But five of them were scrambles by Kirk Cousins. Okay, so he had only two designed runs in this game, and the other five were designed to um. The other, the other five were not designed; they were just him scrambling. Okay. Uh, what also is a correlation between a, both of our losses is the fact that um, the amount of deep balls, amount of deep balls, we had more deep balls in this game than we've had the last two games combined. Deep, ball, deep balls attempted. Okay, we were two for four in this game. In the last few games, we've been pretty bad. Which two for four is actually um, enlightening because it's actually better than we've had the last two, last three games combined. Okay, um, so two for four percentage on that is fifty. That's fifty percent, which isn't great, but it's not horrible. But before that, we we're looking at like three for nineteen or something like that. That's how bad the percentage was. It was really bad for deep balls. Um, so that's actually another correlation that we're having in time of possession. Where the Redskins, um, the, the defense was on the field for nearly, it was, it's like 38 minutes or 37.9 minutes. It's almost 40 minutes. Dang near 40 minutes. Which is why I gave the defense only 20% of the blame. Okay, They only deserve 20% of the blame because of the fact that they had a lot of injuries. They're on the field too long. Um, 
some penalties were not their fault. And I'm going to go ahead and address this because he mentions it that um, I, he missed it in his video, so I'm going to mention mine. I think this penalty, this, this call needs to be changed. This is what a lot of teams do, and they do this a lot, and I'm tired of it. The legal hands of the face. This is what teams do, and I Andy Reid teams are, are notoriously good for this because I think he teaches it. Okay, whenever you're a defend defensive back, you put your hands up like this to jam the guy on the on the edge. Okay. As soon as the guy goes to put his hands up, the receiver does this, dips his hand in, his, his face mask, into the other guy's hand, and gets in legal hands of the face call. Every time. He does it, and it's not it's in, it's in not a, an intended face mask. The guy's trying to defend. The guy just dips his face mask into it and gets in legal hands of the hands of the face call every time and I'm tired of I've seen plenty of teams do it I could teach 10 year olds to do this it, it's, it's something that is completely ruining the game of football because the one we got like to sustain one of their drives that was against us was um the one we got to sustain one of our drives was uh it was away from the play it wasn't close to the play I don't believe you should be able to call a play, something like that, away from the play and reward the offense who wasn't even looking in that direction to begin with, with, with a first down. I don't, I don't think that's right, personally. But, I mean, life's not fair, but it is what it is. I've already talked about the catch. I'm not going to get back into that. So, yeah, Kirk, there's a lot of correlations. One of it's Kirk's completion percentage. Um, one's running. Um, another one is time of possession. So there's a lot of correlations between both of our losses. Um, a lot of people want to blame defense. Our defense is not the reason we lost that game. They're the reason we they hung in there with 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 a lot of guys banged up. Okay, they played hard, and I give them credit for that. Um, and yeah, I know Piron fumbled the ball. I I know he fumbled the ball, but we have one fumble for a loss, which is the one at the end of the game. Okay, and I missed that because I was too busy yelling and screaming about Josh freaking Dobson being a sissy that I missed that play because I'm like I just don't want to I don't want to see the play. I don't want to see it. So I didn't even watch it, and, I, and Crowder, or, um, there was actually three fumbles in the, in the game. Um, two we recovered. Piran knocked that out of bounds, so we retained possession. Uh, Kirk fumbled, but he landed back on it, or somebody landed on it. And then um, it might have been, I think it was Jordan Reed. And then um, Thompson fumbled on the last play. Okay, So go ahead, I'm past that now. And I can I can analyze this play all day, and I'm tired of people making this. This is where the issue I have with my fellow Redskin fans, and we need to stop being these the those guys. Can we not be these people anymore? We are excuse ridden. The second we are done a game that we lose, everyone and their mother is fishing for excuses for people. When we lost to the Eagles, everyone and their mother was fishing for excuses for why Kirk Cousins didn't succeed. Okay. Everyone and their mother. Oh, the offensive line was bad. Guys were dropping passes. Okay. Well, Kirk was also wasn't throwing good deep balls. He had he was one for six on deep balls in that game. One for six or zero for six. One of those two. I think it was zero for six. Okay, on deep balls in that game. He overthrew guys by like ten yards. Okay, it wasn't good. It was not good at all. It was horrible. It was atrocious. It was a, a, a catastrophe. I, I don't know any other words I can use to describe how bad he was in that game. And he had three turnovers by himself. One interception, two fumbles. Okay, but everyone and their mother want to make an excuse. His offensive line's bad. Okay, well, okay, then get rid of the ball quicker. Okay, or run, or run like he did this week. Okay, the offensive line is still bad. Why is it the offensive line was only bad week one, but now it's fine? Well, because of what I said, it's scheme. But held the ball too long. You gotta hang on to the football. You gotta have pocket presence. You gotta not throw an interception in the red zone. 
Okay? This week, everyone and their mother want to make excuses for Josh Dobson. Um, oh, he had a face mask. That's a touchdown. The referee screwed us. They should have called a face mask. Yada, yada, freaking yada. Okay? You got to catch the ball. Don't put the game in the, in the referee's hands. Just like Kirk Cousins week one. Don't th don't put the game in the referee's hands. Give her the ball so you don't have to fumble it. Okay? And then they run in the end zone with a touchdown. Make the game winning play. Make the game winning touchdown. Okay? I, be I believe you can do that. Now I'm going to get to the last part, which is going to be the bulk of this video, which sucks because it's 20 minutes in. Okay? For the last time, and I'm tired of people who cannot understand this, and people, I'm... I'm I'm not sick of him per se. It's just in general. It's an in general thing that people don't understand. Okay. Kirk Cousins is a product of a really good offense and really good offensive weapons. Okay. How has um, how has Andy Dalton done since he's lost Jay Gruden and he lost um, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackson? Someone answer that question for me. He's not done very good at all. He made the playoff once since he lost those coaches. Once. Okay? Actually, he lost Hugh Jackson, and he hasn't made the playoff since. And he ain't going to make it this year either. So, okay, Jay Gruden was shipped away two years before that before uh, Hugh Jackson left. Okay? So, Kirk is a part of a very good offensive system with good weapons. You don't believe me? Everyone and their mother's complaining that we got rid of 2,000-yard receivers. If Kirk Cousins is so good, why do we need 2,000-yard receivers? Whoever we put in there should be should be successful enough. Because he's not an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, and I, I don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it again because people don't fucking listen. Okay? People don't fucking listen. They don't watch the video. They'll watch one part, and then they'll comment, and then they won't, say, they won't read the rest of it. Okay? Kirk Cousins deserves to make $20 million a year. He is nothing more than $20 million a year. And the reason why that is is because if you pay him more than $20 million a year, you can't pay the Garçons or the Jacksons or the put a good defense on the field or the pay Trent Williams. You're not going to be able to put a good team around him, and therefore he will not be successful. We will be paying a quarterback to be subpar because the talent around him is subpar. He is as good as the talent around him. He is not an Aaron Rodgers. If he was Aaron Rodgers, give the guy $30 million. Because Aaron Rodgers has a Jordy Nelson, who in my opinion is not very good right now. And he has a bunch of Band-Aid receivers who are not very good right now. A Band-Aid offensive line and a crappy defense. And he still is 3-1. He still is the best quarterback in the league. And he still dominates people. That's how good Aaron Rodgers is. Tom Brady is the same way. Okay, if If he's that... Give the guy what he wants because it doesn't matter what you put around him. He'll make it. He'll make it work. Okay, but Kirk is the product of a lot of talent around him. He has two elite. He has two tight ends. I think they're both elite, but you can say one's elite and Reed if he's healthy, and the other one's really good in Davis. And Davis has actually done pretty well this year. He had a seventy-some yard run this this week, and he had a touchdown pat catch last week. Okay, he's been very effective this year. So we have two. In my opinion, elite, but you don't have to you can say one elite, one good if you want. But two elite tight ends. We have decent receivers. Josh Dobson is talented enough to be good. Okay, Pierre Garçon is talented enough to be good. Where you have a Pierre Garçon is you got to be a better route runner. That's your problem. You you got to be better about route runner. You got to be a little bit less gun shy of getting hit. Okay, that's your, that's your problem right now. You're a great jump baller, but we can't we can't all be uh, Calvin Johnson. You have to run. We can't throw the ball seventy yards every time. You have to be able to catch the ball. 
And I actually think that I actually agree with Redskin, uh, the the Redskin rant, Redskin review in this, and that you need to start sitting guys that are not producing. Okay, I think Crowder's being improperly used. I will throw that out there. Him and Grant need to be put in the slot. Um, Crowder has been not been very shown much this year, and there's a reason for that. Um, we look at uh, Chris Thompson. We have decent running backs. Offensive line is not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. So there's a lot of things that are helping Kirk Cousins out that everyone just wants to dismiss and say, oh, it's all about Kirk Cousins. It's not. It's all about everything. And Kirk Cousins is a part is a part in the system. Okay, he's not the system. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is the system. Drew Brees is the system. Kirk Cousins is not the system. He's a part of the system. And to make the system work, he needs to make about twenty million dollars a year. I can go into detail about why I don't think other reasons why I don't I don't think he deserves more than twenty million. I'm not going to. If you want to see it, I have another YouTube channel. It's called James Plank. It's my name. Go there and find Disgruntled Redskins fan number five. It explains his red zone numbers, his his uh, receiving, his passing yards, and everything that he did in 2015 and 16, and why we did not win our division. We did not make the playoffs last year. It's because of him, solely because of him. Watch the video before you say this. If you're gonna say anything about this comment here about what I just said. Don't say a damn word until you go watch that video. If you're not going to go watch the video, don't say a word. Don't claim you know my opinion on this and then and not know, not officially go watch the video and know my opinion on this. Go watch it. It's called um, Disgruntled Redskin Fan Number 5. It talks about our draft, and I reiterate my point on Kirk Cousins. Okay, That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not getting into that. Uh, let's see. Um and, and I honestly believe we have a good enough system. We could literally get Alex Smith in free agency next year. We can get Phil um, uh, Philip Rivers. There are a handful of quarterbacks that could be cut next year. We, there's quarterbacks coming out of the draft that we could probably groom for the next 20 years or 15 years that could be good enough to run our system. You don't know that. You don't know what's coming out in the draft. You don't know these things. So why should we pay a quarterback who... Right now he's getting $24 million, and he's he needs to be doing better. And he, He's doing good. Don't get me wrong. He's doing good enough for us to win, but he needs to be doing a little bit more Okay, for someone who's making $24 million. We're paying him a, a million dollars for every touchdown he had last year. It's basically the best way to put it. Okay, And I, I'm, I'm done with the, the that part. I'm going to the next part. I underestimated Minuski. Um, I didn't. I, I thought our defense would be pretty good this year. I, I knew with a lot of signings we would be a lot better. Um, I will say this. A lot of people are saying that Swearinger is the reason why our defense is a lot more aggressive and a lot more hard-hitting. I actually think it, it was uh, um, Josh Norman. We were aggressive last year. We just didn't have the talent to do it. I think Swearinger is just a little bit more of a personality. Um, so it, it seems like it's him, but I really think that Josh Norman was kind of a change over in that. We had a lot of injuries on defense last year. A lot of people forget that. We had a lot of injuries on defense last year. Okay, um, what we just had in one in one game was like our whole season last year. Okay, so we had a lot of injuries on defense. A lot of people are forgetting that little tidbit. Okay, and the last thing he says here is Breland is our number one. Yes, I'll agree with that right now because Norman is out, and there's no there's no debate. I'm I mean there is a debate. Obviously, this is the debate. So don't I mean that seems kind of just smug to say there's no debate on that. There is a debate. There's always going to be a debate. Okay, Norm, with Norman out, he is definitely number one. I'll agree with you there, but you need to not be take a shot, like be snippy with me on that. Fuller is a, a slot guy. No, Fuller 
in college was not a slot guy. He was a corner. He was a cover corner, and he was a good cover corner, okay? Um, he plays aggressive. Um, anytime I've seen him, he's aggressive on players. You watch the game film on him. He, he gets in guys' grills. And I'm not saying he's going to replace Norman. Don't get me wrong on that. What I'm saying is I think he should replace where Norman is for now, okay, which is to be on the field almost every play. I do not trust Quentin Dunbar. I've seen Quentin Dunbar have too many games where he gets burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt. Okay? Too many times. Okay? Um, he, I don't try, I, he's not bad when it comes to needing a sub or when we need to go with a lot more corners. He's not bad in that, but he's not a number two. He's not a number two. Um, Fabian Monroe, Monroe um, I will... I will give you that he he makes it, he makes a discussion with Fuller, but I give Fuller the edge because of one year one year of experience. I give him that edge because of one year of experience. That's where I give him that edge. Fabian Monroe is good enough to come in and, and replace Fuller in the slot, but I don't know if he's good enough to. The the thing about that teams will go after him, okay. And if you have Fabian Monroe, as much as I think he can actually do the job effectively, not not really well, but effectively. Um, and do pretty decent at it because he wasn't horrible in the game we had Monday. But teams will go after him because he's a rookie. And it's, it's going to be putting too much on him. Fuller has a year under his belt. He, he's aggressive. He's hard-hitting. Um, that's, that's the best thing I can put. That's the best way I can put it. Um, I think Fuller should be the number two. And then Fabian Monroe, uh, Monroe should go to the um, slot. He comes in on nickel. Or dime. Um, he comes down on nickel or dime. That's what I think. So we can disagree. Um, I'm just replying to that. I'm going to go see through some of these. Alex Smith and Phil Bray. He's replying to my if Kirk Cousins wants more than $20 million, let him go. Let someone else spend $20 million on a quarterback and see if they can put enough talent around him to make him good. Someone asked about Quentin Dunbar. Same response. I. I just don't think that he is good enough. He's had enough games where he has not been effective. He he has a couple games where he's just not been effective. Dunbar, yeah, he's been there longer. I'll give you that. But I just think Fuller's more aggressive. And the the game we're going into, it'd be different if it was a different game. The game we're going into is a perfect game for Fuller. We can put uh, Breland on Garcon. And Fuller and Fuller can match up with Fuller can match up with um, the second receiver on um, on the the 49ers, okay. And I think you have enough time to prep him for it. That's my personal opinion, okay. You don't have to agree with me. I mean, eventually Jay Gruden's going to make the decision, but that's my personal opinion. I think that it would be better for Fuller to do that because Fuller, I think, is going to be long term is going to be one of the corners we're going to have. Quentin Dunbar's not going to be around for three more years. He's not. He's not good enough to keep on the roster. Um, at least at the money he's going to be worth on the open market. We're not going to pay that much. We're not going to have the money, especially if we pay Kirk Cousins $28 million. Um, So the last thing I want to say is I love the Redskins. I appreciate other people that love the Redskins as much as I do. We can disagree. Don't be disrespectful to me in my comment. Okay, I'm not saying you were. Uh, I think the way you're saying it to me is like you're lecturing me. Okay, It's just better if you just type out your thoughts rather than um, a dang book. I shouldn't get a book and a, and a comment. Okay, if you want to do that, we can we can actually collaborate and make a video where we can debate back and forth. I wouldn't mind that. Um, 
But um, on any other note, um, that is my video. This is just kind of a, I'm just going to call it a midweek something. And it's just in reply to a bunch of comments. And there's one comment in particular because it was a book and I, I'm really tired of typing it. So my name is JD. Thank you for um, getting at me. Uh, thank you for watching this. Um, go Skins. See ya.